Hi, I'm Leanne Spencer, founder of Body Shop Performance Limited, best-selling author, TEDx speaker, and your host. This is the Remove the Guesswork podcast, the show where I interview influential people in the health, fitness, and well-being space to bring you the latest ideas on how to optimize your mind, body, and well-being. The show is brought to you by my company, Body Shop. We work with businesses who want to create a culture of energy, vitality, and performance that underpin well-being as a competitive advantage. Our solutions include a well-being portal, an audit service, bespoke guide, workshops, and leadership coaching. Find out more by visiting www.bodyshopperformance.com. Enjoy the show. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Remove the Guesswork podcast. As always, I'm Leanne Spencer, and as always, I have got a great, in my opinion, 10-minute episode coming up for you. I want to talk about the concept of resistance. I've been giving this quite a bit of thought. I'm pretty sure when I explain it to you, you'll identify completely with what I'm talking about when I say resistance. And the idea is this, that there are things we do in life, or people we're around, or mismatched values that we're trying to adhere to, something like that that creates a feeling of resistance. So we don't want to do it. It's a tension that's, that's telling us, oh, no, I, don't, I don't really want to go there. I don't really want to do that. You know, um, a really, I suppose, good example that a lot of people will relate to. And if you don't, great. I'm pleased for you. Um, is, is the idea of the Monday morning. You know, you, you get to Sunday, Sunday evening, and this impending, looming feeling of dread creeps up on you and, and sets in uh, about going to work on a Monday morning. And that is resistance. That's a great example of resistance. You feel a resistance to going in. That can get really bad, by the way. I, mean, I, I knew somebody who suffered from burnout for whom the resistance was so strong and so strong that it was almost subliminal. Um, got on a bus on the way to work, a, a journey of probably about 45 minutes to an hour and got close to her place of employment and simply could not bring herself to get up off the bus. So went all the way full circle on the bus loop until she got back to outside her house, went in and slept for two days. That is a very extreme example of resistance. But you probably have it in some area of your life already. And, and as I say, it is that tension. And we often will have it around work. We're often having it around social events. You know, I don't really want to go. And then we might prop ourselves up with alcohol, for example, to try and get through an evening and, and uh, you know, just, just turn up and fulfill your obligations, which is pretty nuts in a way. Um, you might have it within yourself. There may be an aspect of yourself for which there is resistance. Um, it may be a form of your identity. It may be relating to sexuality. It might be relating to your, your self-worth or where you see your place in the world or, or, or your employment, what you do for a living, which I used to think, by the way, was, was something of paramount importance. <clears throat> I would ask people as a first question, what do you do for a living? And I used to say that you could define a person on the basis of their answer, something which I cringe about now. But, you know, decade plus ago, that was something that was really important to me, you know, finding out what people did. And then I suppose passing a value judgment based on that. But, um, you know, it is important. And, and when we're not delivering work, meaningful work, meaningful uh, employment, meaningful purpose, it can create resistance. So it's a short and sweet idea, really, that I'd just like you to think about. Because I don't think we need to work against that resistance all the time. Sometimes, of course, we will. We'll need to counter that resistance um, and just do it. I mean, I'm sure there's lots of times in parenting, in managing, um, in, in day-to-day work and day-to-day life when you feel this incredible resistance and you'd really rather not. But you've got to go ahead and do what you said you do because you committed to it or you're a parent and it's part of your role. 
or it's part of your relationship within a marriage. Um, and sometimes you just have to override that. But very often you don't. And I think it's really important to to understand when you have to counter that resistance and when you don't. Because one of my areas of expertise is burnout. And I think one of the things that contributes to burnout is the resistance, the building resistance that we get, the tension that builds and builds and builds. And we don't, uh, we don't do anything about it. Uh, in human beings are, are very well designed to withstand stress. And we're very well designed to withstand resistance as well. In a sense, the two are the same, but we can't do it all the time. We have to, you have to stop pushing against that resistance. We have to put the load down. We have to de-stress in order to recover before we go again. I mean, I've got some, some interesting examples of when I had this resistance. You know, when I worked in the city, which was 2012, I resigned in 2012, uh, March of 2012. And, um, I couldn't bear the, the resistance anymore. I would dread Mondays coming along. Um, I would medicate my way through stress and unfulfillment and lack of authenticity with copious amounts of alcohol, as anyone who's familiar with my story will know. I began to absolutely hate what I did. And that hate was starting to turn in. It was starting to invert where I couldn't respect myself because I was continuing to do this. So that is an absolutely prime example of resistance. Um, social engagements as well. You know, I've realized very recently that I don't like going out in the evening, even if it's a cinema trip. I'd rather not. I'd rather be in. I'd rather you know, go all out during the day if I need to um, and push against any resistance I have. I mean, today, for example, at the time of recording, I completed a task that I had allowed to drag um, and uh, had gone on probably a little bit longer than it needed to. It wasn't a complicated task. I just couldn't get excited about it. And finally got that done. I you know, just thought, well, I've, I've, got to, I've got a deadline. I've got to push past this resistance. And that, I guess, is where deadlines can, can come in handy. So that would be another example. Um, I also feel resistance when I feel like I'm losing some of my autonomy. So if, for example, I'm less in control of my diary. Um, if a project is, is being run by somebody else and I'm being, you know, I don't have so much control over the deadlines and when I input... Um, I, I, I'm very, very driven by autonomy and I've realized that as well. It's, it's the most crucial thing for me. I could do almost anything if I have autonomy over what I do. I've really struggled to sort of fit myself into a traditional working day. Um, I like the variety and I like autonomy to be able to dictate what that variety looks like. So that's another example of where I've, um, I've overcome resistance. And then people as well, you know, there are people who, for whom I feel a little resistant to seeing. And over time, I've, I've just stopped seeing those people as well and, and kind of got them out of my life. But back to you, what I would love as a, a takeaway from this is just to think a bit about that concept of resistance. And as a first step, recognize where you feel it. So create, if you like, or cultivate a sense of awareness about where and in what scenarios and with whom you feel that resistance. You may take notes. You may just make a mental note of this. However you do it, cultivate that awareness. The first step, of course, is always awareness. And then as a second or third step, change or alter some of those circumstances. Some you may not be able to do, certainly in the short term, but others you will. And take a little bit of, of control back um, over those things that are causing resistance, because the ultimate is that it will start to affect your health. It'll start to affect your mental health and your well-being. Um, and over time, the body keeps the score and you'll find that little telltales, little tells, literally or little telltale signs will will start to creep in where that resistance is becoming a bit much for you. Um, and that, I think, is leading you onto a burnout spectrum, certainly. 
even if it's very early stages. There's a 12-point burnout spectrum plan, by the way, put together by um, Herbert Freudenberger and Gail North. And I will put a link to that in the show notes um, because it is interesting. You can see that the, the, the scale all the way from a few red flags going up in, in one area or two areas of health to a full-on breakdown. But that is very relevant to resistance. We cannot keep pushing against that resistance. And it simply isn't reasonable, I don't think, to expect any human being to fill their life doing things that create a lot of tension, a lot of resistance. We need to minimize that stuff. So that is the essence of, of this week's podcast. Um, if this resonates with you, or if you've got questions about this, and when I've talked about this in, uh, in workshops that we run, it's created quite a bit of discussion. And sometimes it can stir up a bit of a hornet's nest. But I would love to hear your thoughts on this. Um, some of what you'll do will be private note taking and private consideration. But if you would like to talk about any aspect of this, then send me an email to leanne at bodyshopperformance.com or make contact through the website, which is bodyshopperformance.com. Uh, or talk to somebody else if you feel that, that the particular resistance that you're feeling has become heavy. It's become very, very sticky and, and hard for you to deal with. I have had quite a few conversations with some of my clients recently within fairly large but fast-growing organizations where they're feeling a lot of resistance and, and they're really struggling to, to manage it. Um, and if that's you, do get in touch as well just for some advice um, or just someone to talk to. I'd be really happy to do that. And then finally, I suppose, related to well-being, um, if you've got uh, the time, jump on the website, bodyshopperformance.com and complete our Health IQ quiz. It's a diagnostic tool that takes about four minutes to complete. There's 24 questions relating to different aspects of well-being, sleep, mental health, energy, body composition, digestion, fitness. I'll link to that in the show notes as well. And it's called the Health IQ quiz. And you can get that by going on our website, bodyshopperformance.com, scrolling down or looking for the Health IQ in the menu. That's it from me. As always, thanks for listening. I hope you're staying well, staying healthy. The weather's starting to turn a little bit, getting a bit crisper, a bit colder. Lots of leaves on the ground. It's a pretty nice time of year, I think, for, for most of us, the turn of the seasons. But wrap up warm, stay healthy. I'll talk to you next week. If you'd like to find out more about what we do for companies, head over to our website, bodyshopperformance.com. You'll also have the opportunity while you're there to take our Health IQ quiz. So if you'd like to find out more about how you sleep, your mental health, your energy, your body composition, digestive health, and your overall fitness for the rigors of life, take our short health IQ quiz and get a highly personalized report at the end. That's over there at the website, bodyshopperformance.com.